It's that time of year again. Dayton.com is looking for nominations for the 2019 Best of Dayton. You can nominate this show for Best Local Podcast and nominate me, Mike Shea, for Best Local Comedian. Just click the link in the description or go to Dayton.com and click the Best of Dayton link at the top. Thank you all for the support and happy voting. This is Lady Sarah, and you are listening to The Basement Lounge. Hey, guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast to give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds très magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now. Just do it already. Hey guys, this is Mike, and before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know that you can now join the Basement Lounge team by supporting the show on Patreon. Right now, we have a $1 tier that is so full of cool rewards, you'd be a fool to pass it up. Just go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod to sign up right away, and now, on with the show. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in, because you're in... The Basement Lounge. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this show. It is another episode of The Basement Lounge, and on the phone lines today, we have got a comedian from the New York area who I met earlier this year when we did the Dog and Funny show at the Funny Bone here in Dayton, Ohio. Michelle Traina. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have to be on your show. This is awesome. And the basement show. I wish I was in a basement. I don't have a basement. I mean, I do, but I don't know. It's just yours looks a lot like it looks really cool. I don't know. It's, I'm in my living room. It's <laughs> mine's super 70s. I got wood paneling on the walls. I got. Yeah. Yes. It's, I it's, love it, though. It's great. I love it. How are you? Oh, I'm so great. So I <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> We uh, we met uh, earlier this year uh, when uh, Doug uh, Doug contacted me about doing the Dog and Funny show, which was a Humane yeah. Society uh, charity show at the Funny Bone. And I met you. We went yes. on the news that morning, um, and we had it was just it was just such a fun such a fun night. It was a fun night. I had a great time. And you know what? That specific show. This is how psycho women can be with their shoes. I bought a pair of shoes that night. At Forever Twenty One for the show. Wait, do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Can I just tell you those shoes have been? I've been wearing them at every single divorce diary show. Just they're really like (laughs) versatile, and like it's those were like they were like twelve bucks. I think maybe less. Anyway, that's crazy. That's what I'm remembering out of the show. That was a fun show, actually. That was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, I remember you just you walk. We were like, "Where's Michelle?" She's like, "Sorry, I went to go get coffee and I saw shoes." Know, so, okay. 
And not only shoes, these were at, were they, no, 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 they weren't Forever 21. They were at, not that it matters, Francesca's. Anyway, I love Francesca's. And all these uh, funny bones have are in these malls. So, mm-hmm. like, it's always, I, I knew already. I was like, oh, there's got to be a, a Francesca's. Oh, for sure. Right. <laughs> so let's let's talk let's so you are the host yeah. creator of a special kind of show called the divorce diaries yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that show was born out of a fantastic awesome marriage that has stood the test of time yes absolutely i am actually married and i just decided to help those in need <laughs> and create a show about divorce I did. that's one of my openers for the show yeah i so i started divorce diaries um about four years ago, uh, maybe five, uh, four and a half years ago. It was after my divorce was finalized and I had been creating it as a one woman theater show. Like it wasn't a comedy show at first. It was a, you definitely had comedy uh, comedic elements, but I had done one, one woman shows before in New York, uh, a United solo festival and just other places. So I figured this would be the same kind of thing. But when I started, was doing stand up at the same time, I, th- I thought, you know, the piece was becoming like, a bittersweet piece and I didn't want it to be that I wanted it to be humorous and people just start would walk out laughing and be like oh that was great in in a funny way not like yeah I went through it too I I didn't want melancholy Mm -hmm. and one of the performances my friends were like teary-eyed in the audience and I was like oh I don't want that I realized I was like no this needs to be like uproaring laughing and like motivated and it was originally a one-woman show and then I brought on other comics and then I went back to this year. I went back to, I'd say probably around April. I went back to the original structure with the one woman show. Mm -hmm. Um, Our, my friend Doug that you met through, Mm -hmm. he's kind of the only person I work with now as a, sometimes a swing who comes on as a feature in an improv only because he met him and I have an interesting relationship working wise. Like we have very good performance chemistry and a very good trusting relationship on the business side of things. It's very hard to find that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the dynamic you guys uh, had that night, seeing you two interact, whether it was uh, during the news segment in the morning, uh, behind the scenes when we were hanging the green, whatever. The, you guys, yeah. you guys have a very comfortable dynamic with each other. Yeah. You didn't see us fight. We fight. No, I didn't see you fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like the night before. Well, we're very brother-sister. Mm-hmm. It, and it's funny. Like I said to him, I'm like, I think in another life, we definitely were brothers and sisters because we have like, he is legitimately part of my family. Him, his wife, like his friend. We've our, It's his family and my family are close. So it's like that. Um, yeah. So you could see that. But uh, And he knew me during my marriage and we were not close during my marriage. Not intentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, not on his end, but it was interesting how like I had to separate myself a little bit from relationships with other people, which was more on my end, not really on my ex-husband. I felt like it was wrong to have male friends, mm-hmm. which is stupid. So <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, like, was that something that that he seemed to have a problem with or that you were maybe just feeling a little insecure about or I think both. I don't think he, he didn't. I think. If he realized how close Doug and I were, yeah, he would have been like, well, you can't be that close with him and be my girlfriend and then fiance, then, then, then wife. And I do think it becomes a tricky territory. So I definitely think something triggered me to take it to the next level. So it wasn't all on him. Um, so I try not to make that mistake now. I, 
you know, I've caught myself do that in relationships again, where I try to appease the man and then, and it doesn't work and it doesn't, it changes who I am and that's not what I want to do. So. Well, it's good for you for, for being able to recognize that a lot of people just, just don't, uh, they, you know, obviously as we grow and as things change in our lives, we change to go along with it. But mm-hmm. a lot of times people just accept what that change is and don't, don't actually look at it as to whether or not it's healthy or good or bad or what have you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely acknowledge it. I don't know if I change <laughs> it, but there's a, there's another, um, I listened to this Ed Milet podcast and he's this big motivational speaker and he's like, you have to take yourself. When you see yourself going in the pattern that you normally do, you have to remove yourself out, mm-hmm. like take yourself out almost imagine yourself looking at yourself from the outside in and then completely turn the next direction. I've been trying to do that, which is taking the leap of, Oh, I didn't. Okay. I shared with you earlier about leaving my full-time teaching job and going back full time. I just did it yesterday. So, which is why I was laughing at the beginning of my intro. I'm like, yeah, things are great. (laughs) I just quit my job. (laughs) And you said that you said you were teaching. So I am, in addition to being an actor, comic, a performer, I am a full-time teacher. Well, right now I am. I have a teaching certification. I have my principal certification. I have my supervisor certification. I have three certifications, two degrees. Yeah. So my marriage kind of, my ex-husband and I, when we were together, I wanted to stay in one place. And I had this program in educational theater that was kind of made me see a new love of like using education as another platform to perform and i actually do a lot of performance-based stuff as a theater teacher and dance teacher with my kids and it's great but you know i have i started my own theater company for for children with special needs i have divorce diaries i i now i'm all just new york brother stuff so it's time you know i'm in 38 and damn i thought to myself jesus christ you you've been wasting like 18 years girl let's go you're right. only 38. You're only, only 38. Come yeah. on. I stopped performing full time at like 26, okay. maybe. And then that, so that I still performed part time, but look how much time, not that I've wasted, but that now has gone by that if I waste any more time, mm-hmm. come on, you know? So I'm just doing it. Did well, it. Uh, you, yeah. you, you took the leap. I mean, so many of us have that, that dream of being able to say, you know, screw the nine to five, screw the, you know, you want to go be your own boss. You want to, yeah, you want to do what you love and are passionate about for a living. And for some people that's working in an office and that's great. Not for me. Um, yeah. And, and see, so cause if you've ever followed, if you haven't followed Michelle yet on social media, she is known <laughs> for, uh, dancing videos to promote her shows and things. Um, she'll, you'll just see a video like, what is she doing? All of a sudden there's just pirouettes and, and and spins. Um, I just posted one today, so I'm <laughs> So you've been how long have you been dancing though? Because you you're good. Oh, thank you. Oh, I used to be so much better, and I'm gonna get back to that because there actually is an element of dance to divorce series that I haven't even touched yet. But um, we'll talk about that another time. Well, or later. <laughs> but I actually have been dancing. The that's what I started. I was seven years old. Wow. Or no, I was six years old when I started dancing. Yeah. Jeez. And you just yeah. been keeping at it all this time. It's another 
it's another part of what makes me me and fulfills me and and honestly it's if I don't dance I start feeling anxious and, and more and more angry and like it it is part of my soul so um and my da- my daughter's very much that too so like she needs movement and, and creative and and for me dancing with when I say divorce diaries is a comedy show it's a comedy show but I do this new part where it's dance off your divorce mm-hmm. and I I dance a legal term or a reason why you would get divorced I've been playing around with it but yeah there's some some kind of avenues I'm looking at because because dance and humor there's physical comedy there's there's ways to kind of release that same endorphins that get people feeling good about themselves and it's kind of that similar component you know so we've 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 talked a little bit about divorce diaries. We've we've mentioned that it's the show that you run. You've been talking about how it started as a one woman show and there's dance choreography. So can you kind of explain like where the show started from and, and yeah. kind of what all it involves? So it started with me living back home with my parents, my ninety she was ninety two at the time, a ninety two year old grandmother, my twin brother, my handicapped dog. And then this visiting nursing aide that would come into, we lived in a two family house, my parents, Mm. it was chaos. And then I was starting to date, which was, which was odd too. like, like random, like it just was, you couldn't make it up. And this every day there was something else. And like, like I had to change my daughter, I had to change my grandmother and diapers, you know? So I, I started writing things down and then I kept thinking it needs to just follow me around in my day. So the story started um, at Emerging Artist Theater in New York City, a new work series, and I just I just put it up. I don't even think the first time I did it, I had much of a script. I had more of an outline, and I would improvise the lines in this, this developmental uh, workshop, mm-hmm. and then I just went from there. I just created more and more. I did it again in um, April. I, I rented out a space to charge tickets. I sold it out. And oh, Douglas- wow. Yeah, but it was more of a theater piece, and there was three other dancers in it, and mm-hmm. more of set pieces, and they danced in between scenes. Mm-hmm. And then um, Doug was an opener as a comic. We were just like working out new stuff. Um, so it started out very different than it is now, but it always had the element of my story, like who I am as this single mom. And I do the tagline of single mom teaching kids with special needs and dating men with special needs. <laughs> it's kind of it sound, almost sounds to me like it's become it's become the new vagina monologues oh you yeah know? no you're not you're you're not the first person that said that and i think that's awesome that's great i uh, love it i've never seen the vagina monologues personally I, I i don't see myself as the target audience as as, <laughs> mu- as much as the title does contain one of my favorite words um <laughs> and then and then you mentioned you do you started you started a children's theater theater group yeah, so Propbox Players is my company. I started in 2013 before Divorce Diaries, and I started it because um, I had my daughter. I was eight months pregnant, actually, and my school that I was teaching at closed down. It, it was a public charter school, and it, the commissioner of education, New Jersey, shut it down, and I wasn't going to be working after having my daughter. So I was married at the time. I stayed home with her. I taught at a community college, and then I started my theater company because I had still been so hungry for performing and I wanted to do something that was my own and having my daughter really got me back in thinking that way and I just someone said to me they're like why don't you just do it as opposed to coming up with reasons why you should wait 
so I just went down to the town I was living in. I registered the name. I paid like $75 and, um, uh, I started it and I, I just, I started like finding a space to book a show to do a free performance. I did park performances and I started making clients with libraries and I started specializing it with, for inclusion performances. Cause my daughter at 20 months wasn't speaking and she had to go for early intervention services, which was like getting extra help and therapy. And I noticed the therapeutic strategies were very much um, involving movement and role play and all this theater based exercises, in my opinion. So I said, oh, I need to do this. And I've worked with kids with special needs for a long time in theater and dance. So um, it's a bonus to have. Not much is out there. There's the comedy for, you know, doing. Sorry, not, not to, to go on too long about this, but no, go I, ahead. I just did a show at a school for ages 5 to 21 for children with mild to severe autism or other disabilities. And some of them are nonverbal and they have their own comedy club. And this oh. was the, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, I did com- my, my improv show with them and it was pretty cool. And it, it really is a way for them to grow and heal and learn. So. That's so great. That's they have yeah. their own little comedy club. I love it. <laughs> it is. And it's it's like run by their occupational therapist. And it's it's very it's if you can tackle that in your brain, how do you get a nonverbal child or, you know, teenager to make a joke when they don't speak? How do you do that? How do you tackle that? You know, it's in, it's really cool. It's interesting, you know, performing for a room full of nonverbal children. That's just sounds like the worst open mic ever. <laughs> it, but there's so I did a lot of dance, mm-hmm. so that's where the dance element comes into the comedy. Okay, because you have to use your body, and they're using their body to communicate to you. So, and it and it becomes this whole other world of performance and, and how you're touching somebody's life. And you know, I've played around with. There's so many avenues I want to go with with my theater company, but centralized with this healing through humor uh, idea because I, you know there's so many avenues I can take and I I'm looking back with divorce series prop box and it's, it's about laughing and feeling good. And you can, you can do that through, you know, dance and, and uh, monologues and improv, all that stuff, you know? Hey everybody. I just wanted to take a moment to interrupt the show and give a very special shout out to the people who support this show every month on Patreon. I want to shout out Whitney Latin, Jody McDermott, and my mother, Melissa Shea, who every single month helps support this show. And if you want to be one of those awesome people, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod and join the $1 tier. You'll get shouted out on the air, get your name listed in the description. You get early access to all these shows, commercial-free, through our Patreon RSS feed and so many other cool rewards. Once again, go to patreon.com slash basement lounge pod, join the $1 tier, and help support the show. Speaking of the show, let's get back to it. So you're you're super active on on the social media. You're always posting trying to. You, you, well, you, you're always posting stories and photos and yeah. videos. So what what's some of the stuff you like to do with social media, like as far as like fan engagement and stuff like that? 
So I love doing the sketches. I don't think I posted a sketch. Maybe I did one last week. Um, I love playing my characters and I like doing, um, that's my favorite, but I, I feel like I need to do more of it. And I like telling stories about my day. Um, I've been holding back a little bit because of the teaching thing, but now I'm not going to hold back. Even though I may not look like I'm holding back, I'm not, I'm going to not hold back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess my characters doing sketches are my my favorite. Yeah, you you I I always love where it's it's just oh there's Michelle eating lunch in her backyard and suddenly oh oh yes those are oh fun those too. are great I love those oh good I'm glad and the thing is like I did a bit bunch about the Greek guy that I was going mm. did you watch this this Greek guy I honestly I don't even. I'm not attracted. This is what's sick. I'm not even really sure I'm physically attracted to him at this point. It's just that now he's not answering me back. So I, I just want to like crack <laughs> his eyes out. <laughs> I know that's horrible, right? That's fine. It's all right. <laughs> look, look, as, as, as a, as a, as a man, we're, we're pretty terrible just in general. So it's fine. <laughs> we, we, odds are at some point in our life, we deserve it. Um, it's okay. I, it's I have to. At some other point, I have to send you a clip when I can get it. If I if I have it on tape about a joke I was marking out about kicking men in the balls every time they do something wrong, just because I think that would help them not do something wrong. I don't know. I'm working on the joke. I'll have to send it to you. Well, I mean, look, it worked for Pavlov. Um, so <laughs> we. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we've gotten to know we've gotten to know Michelle, the the actress, the dancer, the teacher, the comedian. Let's get to know Michelle the human being with a home yeah. and a child and a life. So yeah. let's, uh, you know, the show is called divorce diaries. We've, we've mentioned the, the, the ex-husband a couple times. Um, so how, I guess, where was the, where was the birth of that relationship? And I guess kind of what was the, you know, what was the end? What was the end of that story? So we met, I was 23 and he was 25. He was, we were both uh, waiting tables at the same restaurant. I had just gotten home from a gig I was touring and he was still finishing college and um, that's how we met. And then I was going away. Our first year dating, I was away most of the time because I was doing shows, doing Beauty and the Beast and other shows. And he, he, he was the first guy, he was my first relationship. And he was oh, actually, wow. yeah, I know. I was old for 23. <laughs> boyfriend. Not old. I shouldn't say that. No, ignore nah. that. That was, no, that's actually, you can be 25 and not have a boyfriend. Older I'm older, th older than most, but not bad. <laughs> right. So and the thing was I dated, but I never had like a serious boyfriend in college or high school, which looking back at, I'm glad I didn't. But at the same time, I jumped so full-fledged in <laughs> that, you know, maybe that's why I didn't realize that that's not maybe the person I'm supposed to marry. But it started to unravel, I think, because I, I ended up changing a lot of who I was to think I was needing to be somebody else to make the other person feel good. Um, and he probably would say, well, I didn't make you feel that way. You know, I'm thinking of his. But I did. I changed a lot. And then when I got married shortly after, I just started feeling really different. I was working in a highly intense school um and and things started to unravel a little bit then and we worked at it you know i'll be honest i didn't want to stay in a marriage and cheat and that was a big major component of leaving mm -hmm. in fact the major component mm -hmm. 
And as mad as he was for me wanting to end the marriage and being not want, you know, it, it really, to me, I would have rather left and then cheated. So, and it's not that I had someone I wanted to cheat with at the time. It was just that I thought to myself, this is going to keep happening coming up. I could feel it, you know, in your heart when you're not happy and it's not going to be worth it. So, and you get to a point where you just, you can tell, you can feel yourself starting to look elsewhere. Well, well, right. It wasn't even, I didn't, you know, what happened was it was a trigger. There was something that triggered me to say, Hey, I'm attracted to this person. And I started to think things like, well, I'm, I need that. And I don't have that in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then eventually over three, four years, I started to realize, wow, am I ever going to be happy in a relationship? And, and when I decided that being divorced and being a single mom and working towards my personal goals was the better avenue. It was a, it was great. A lot of people look at it like you're quitting or or it's a negative thing. And yeah, if if you love, you know, I definitely feel like I hurt my ex husband a lot because he didn't want the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we definitely tried. You know, I definitely tried, and I with trying to make it work. And I didn't want to hurt him anymore. You know, so. And I think that's something that I think is lost a lot nowadays is people in any relationship, dating, married, what have you, so many people nowadays aren't willing to put in the work. You know, there's a there's a hiccup or, or a, a, an obstacle, a fight, an issue, whatever, and rather than deal with it, they just say, well, obviously it's not working, and they, and they vamoose, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine if it has to end, but at least, you know, at least – try and you guys and you did we tried i went we went to therapy i had a i had gotten pregnant too like i Mm -hmm. i it did i thought that was gonna shift it you know it you know in your gut that something's over Mm -hmm. um and it is definitely we're in a better place um he's watching you know we're not i don't think we'll ever be like super best friends or anything but we're in a much better place so it's you know and we have a beautiful daughter and like why would I wait? I, I, yeah, exactly. So you got to kind of just go with it. Seize the moment and know what your gut is telling you. So as far as getting into being a performer and being a comedian and an actor and all that, how where did that spark come from for you? I, I think I've always had it. I think since I was six years old, um, I, I've always loved dancing mm-hmm. it started with it being a dancer and then it from there in high school i did musical theater and in 15 years old i knew i wanted to be an actor that's what i was going to pursue because i remember doing hello dolly in high school being backstage and going i'm gonna do this this is gonna be my thing because my i have to say like when you're in your your educational background and your experience when you're exposed to it that touches you in a way where you can't you know my high, my high school musical uh, theater was she was my chorus director. She she really helped. That's that was the one of the people in my life that really got me to be where I am today. Just motivated and, and inspired to do it. So, um, where where would where do you see everything with with the show and and your own career? Like, what is there some kind of like goal up on a pedestal or something you're trying to get yeah. to with? Either your your own stand up or with divorce diaries specifically. Yes, specifically with divorce diaries, I would love. Uh, I want it to be a scripted series on a network. Okay. Uh, so I'm in doing some uh, moves now to make 
small potatoes happen with getting a pilot and a sizzle reel up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want it to be a sustainable entertainment brand where it's a series. It's about a residency in Vegas and it's continually touring. Um, and you know, whatever else outside of that, you know, maybe more other things pop up. And then as far as my, my goal has always been, I think the same since college is to make a, a full-time living as an actor, as a performer, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, have something kind of that goes beyond just being the actor of, you know, this, this educate, this, now that I have this backpack of being an educator, helping people, because that sticks with you. Your mental health is what gets us going, right? Like it's why we do what we love to do. Oh yeah. So if I could, if I could, you know, pick something that I could leave my daughter, it would be this brand that is sustainable where if she doesn't have to be a performer, but she say, this is what my mother has done, um, you know, from the start of just wanting to be an actor. You know, she had a series, she has this live show, she has a a theater company. Uh, I think my theater company, I ideally would love to have a kid's comedy club for children with and without special needs that they could just go to. Um, so that's like the long-term goal for, for everything as of now. That's where I, I, I kind of, my projector, trajectory, I'm sorry, is. You ever thought about like hiring just like a, like a, like a, like a small bones camera crew and, and shooting like a divorce diary special to put up online or something? Absolutely. So I'm going to be, uh, actually before we were talking, I, I've been writing, uh, more today. I'm doing an unscripted series that will be starting to upload, uh, in the new, so I'm probably going to launch it January in January 1st. Mm-hmm. The scripted series on my YouTube channel will be kind of like three minute episodes and, uh, sorry, the unscripted series. And then I'm going to be doing, um, a sizzle. We're going to do a little pilot, uh, like you're like a small video, uh, crew is I'm going to be putting up a GoFundMe. For April, we're going to shoot it. And I'm trying to get the law firms that have, you know, come to my show to sponsor the funding for it. And just anybody that wants to put in towards it to kind of start there and go from there. That's for somewhere. So. And it's just, so I just, I, I just, I love, <laughs> I love how dialed in you are. I really do. I love how just you've got this whole little, your own little Michelle Trina entertainment brand going here with. <laughs> yes. The, MichelleTrana.com is launching next week too, by the way. Oh, snap. On it. Boop, you, heard, boop, boop. you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> on Mike Shay's podcast. Sorry. The ba- <laughs> sorry. The ba- it's the basement. The basement was, lounge. The basement lounge. I like that. Ooh, I, do you have, is there a server back there? No, <laughs> but that? I do have, I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to hold the camera up so you can see. I got furniture from our old morning show oh, set. So I've got. Oh my God. Chairs and a table, and uh, I had a, I had another guest down here earlier today, recording another show. And um, oh, I see we're in New York City. We could you could be a part of the Sizzle Reel. I mean, we have to make like a appearance on it. We have to figure that out. Yeah, I need to travel more. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come out to New York City. You I know. Hit down here. I, I I'm trying to I because I, I try to do like one big trip just for me every year because usually I'll travel a lot for. A film festival or some kind of like something fun, but something that's still kind of technically work. And so I try to have one trip a year where it's just fun, you know. Yeah. And so I'm trying to do. I want. I wanted to do one to L. A. and one to New York this year is the plan. So. Uh yeah, you should absolutely. Because I've got I've got you and some other people in New York I'd like to see, and then I've got friends out in Los Angeles like from college and stuff. And so I'm just trying to 
Also, like, I have not left the freaking East Coast my entire life. You got to go. You yeah. got to go. You definitely have to do it. I'm going to get on you for that because you're going to see a, a different – you're going to see two different worlds in L.A. and New York. And my my gut – I'm going to put money on this. You're going to like New York better than L.A. Really? <laughs> Only because, and I love the LA weather, but yeah. I'm a hustler. I'm a worker. And mm-hmm. there's a there was a quote. The the oh, I forgot what the quote was. This writer that did the write up of divorce stories. He gave it to me. It's such a good quote. Is about like living to work and working to live. It's New York. It's just there's a fire in there, especially mm-hmm. the comedy scene. It's just I don't know. You could walk to clubs too in New York City. Not oh, all of that's clubs, great, but there's some clubs that are in walking distance. And in LA, it's not like that. But I'm I'm biased because I've been out <laughs> my whole life. So look, I'm just tired to have to drive an hour north to Columbus to go do five minutes unpaid on my day off. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why I'm yeah exactly. It's, and you, it's, you it's a diff, just a different scene. It's a, a lot. It's it's overwhelming sometimes, but at the same time, it's what makes you feel motivated getting out there. That that grind, you know. You are a you are a busy busy person, Michelle. You know, um, you're juggling all this different stuff. If you let, let's say you had an assistant, someone who was just their job was to follow you around. I love it all the time. What is the what is something you would have them do? Like, what's something you need an assistant for at all times? Record me constantly. <laughs> Don't forget, recording me for video for social. For, the recording for social media is huge. So that is what would help me the most right now. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And writing follow-up emails and and uh, oh, yeah. emails because as a business perspective, you got to constantly you got to do six times to get in front of their face before you get an answer back. Mm. I mean, six sometimes is too much, but like leads for my company and leads for door start, just someone to do two of those things: social media and and follow-ups and emailing. Just you know, marketing. Yikes! That's what I love. I guess I'm throwing a lot of my sister's play, but it's out. <laughs> That's Dream their list. job. That's their job. Yes. Um, I can make my coffee. I can do. I can do everything else. Those two <laughs> things. I just, if I could just focus on, you know, I'm trying to just focus on the artistic side. But like, when you're at this point of the phase, you know, like, if I can't bring on an assistant who can do marketing and all that stuff right now, I'm gonna have to do some myself too and make it so that it's simple, it's easy, and I just I prioritize, you know. And so, with everything you've, you're doing now, um, is there anything left on your bucket list? Go to Italy. Definitely, Go to Italy. definitely bucket list. Italy is a big thing. Is, is my whole family is Italian, and, and my brother has traveled. My twin brother has lived in Italy and Sicily. And my bucket list would be to go on a big family trip to Italy with all my brothers and my family. Uh, my dad is really sick. He's got bad COPD, and he, he won't be able to travel anymore. But at some point, that would be, um, you know, that's uh, that's on my bucket list. Is could I go to Italy? That's really cool. I want to go to Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I I want to go a lot of uh, to travel abroad is a big bucket list to see um, to be a part of some of the uh, you know the blessing. I, I'm a big spiritual person. I was raised Catholic, but I'm more about like the spirituality of of like the Blessed Mother and to go to the places where she's appeared. Mm. Those are kind of, that's on my bucket list too. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So other than your daughter, what would you say is your most treasured possession? Not that I, I'm implying I, a child as a possession, but it just seemed funny. <laughs> no, I, it is um, my most. I I would say um, gosh, uh, 
Well, I, it, what, I, you know what? I, I don't have it anymore. It was um, something, it was my mother's. It was the Blessed Mother. It was a medallion. And she has it back now because um, the chain broke. But I wore it for like two years straight when I was nursing my daughter. I had a difficulty time nursing. That was like my most valued possession. Besides, obviously, you know, my child, my life. <laughs> that and um, I, have, uh, my, I have my Blessed Mother prayer book. But that and the Ganesha, I can, I, I can show you a book. I know I can't show your your listeners, but Ganesha is the um, I think it's a Buddhist elephant. It's um, the god that removes obstacles from your life. Okay. So my friend went to uh, here. Let's write this one. Oh, okay. And it is. I'll be able to tell you right now. I won't be able to find it. Okay. So it's um. Bal. She got it in Bali, and it's a wood carving of Ganesha, the Hindu elephant god. That'll bring you blessings, prosperity, good luck, and it's it's considered the remover of obstacles. So that's a, a possession I really care for. Oh, oh my God, this is an easy one. I'm sorry, this has to trump the Ganesha, Blessed Mother, and this. Oh, coffee. Coffee pot. Coffee, the coffee, coffee, coffee. The coffee pot, though, is specific. It's a, it's a, um, it's like an espresso pot where you can brew it on the stove. It's strong and it's amazing. Oh, I want one of those so bad. Oh, okay, you do. Okay, yeah. well, next time I'm dating, I'm bringing you one. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Done. I Done. went. I went camping earlier this year, and um, uh, guy I was camping with had he brought stuff to make Turkish coffee at the campfire. <gasps> Life changing. It is okay. Oh. So this is. This is like that. It's not as strong as Turkish coffee, but it's close. So, all right. That's, I got to make a trip out to date, and we got to get you one. I just love that. Right, yeah, this is espresso, but it's not as strong as Turkish coffee. <laughs> well, do you know um, it's it Because I use the Cafe Bastello. I, I put mm-hmm. it on the stove, right? And then I steam the milk. Mm-hmm. Or I, I not steam the milk. I boil the milk a little bit. I put mm-hmm. the milk in. Then I put the coffee, put a little sugar. Mwah, so yummy. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh. <laughs> So is there is there like when you think about because from a from from a low level comic standpoint when I see that when I see the things that you're doing and putting together I look at that and I'm like okay that's success right there like that is that is like I that is a that is achieved that is a, a goal to be achieved right there to be able to say yeah. uh, you can do all those things for you when you think about success is there like a person who comes to mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I hate to say a celebrity because, yeah, of course, they're successful. But, um, okay, well, I will say Sebastian Maniscalco is one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been following him for a long time. And I, I've, I've been following his story, and he's a very kind, genuine, authentic person. So I look at him as successful, right? But I also look at, uh, you know, people who um, – who, like like success is measured in what your personal legend is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. example, my mother always wanted to go to college and wanted to have her own house and wanted to do – she's a very good writer. But she did everything for her family. She was a great a mother. That was her thing. She had her soulmate as my father and I was her mother. And I look at her and I'm thinking, dude, she's successful. Even though she has these, these strifes of, like, things where she didn't get to do this, she didn't get to do this, she didn't get to do this – her success has been to carry on to her child, to her children, especially me, mm-hmm. to go out and not give an F and do what you need to do. Because that's a very rare gift to give. So, like, I think it's, a, you know, it's hard to say who's successful. Um, 
I think if you live the life you want to live, you're successful. And it doesn't matter if you fail or you haven't been on a net. You know, I don't think it matters. I think if you've achieved some, something that you've set out to do, that's success. Because once you achieve that thing, right, there's always going to be the next thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. No, I'm I'm always looking for the the next step. As uh, I'm never satisfied with where I'm at, I'm always looking for right. what I can do next. Exactly. I think anybody is. I think um, I read the. Al- have you ever, ever read The Alchemist? I have. Yeah. So that personal legend thing. I'm big on that. After I read that, I was like, I love that. That's so true. And and like I said earlier, when I set out to do in college was to perform full time and make a living and not. You know, everyone's when I've told people I was leaving teacher, like, well, what about the benefits? That's like a consistent mm-hmm. phrase. And I, I figured it out for myself. I'm still really taking a huge risk, but like what's like anybody starting a business? Well, oh well, my god, what are you doing? You know, like uh what about being a police officer? Oh, you got great benefits, but you're risking your life every day. You have a it's, it's everybody's what they want to do. If that's what you want, you know, serving your country, that should be looked at as success if you're going for it. Yeah. We've gotten we've gotten deep. We've gotten into some stuff. I'm going to pull a random card from okay. a deck of questions that I have here and we're we're just going to answer it. And these these can go these can be really thought-provoking or these can be really weird. I am praying I get a weird one. Oh, oh yeah. please let me get a weird one. I'm going to shuffle these right now so that everybody can hear it so they know I'm not just <laughs> I love it. I like right. it. And <laughs> yes, I got a weird one. All right, yes. what? <laughs> what is your favorite body part uh, of your of uh, which of your body parts is your favorite? Oh, um, I like my boobs. I like mine too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like a lot of parts of my body, but um, I do like my boobs a lot lately. Rock it, rock, <laughs> just rock it. Like I. Ain't, <laughs> I ain't gonna stop you. That's fine. I, you know, I, you know why? Can I tell you why? Please. It's not a sexual reason. I mean, it is, but they. I nursed my child with them for a year. I have my mom has had there was breast cancer in my family. I just had to have a. I just started getting mammograms last year. I want to love these things so until they're and they're still pretty decent for thirty eight. You know, they're really nice and I love on them so. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Mine just getting mine just get in the way and 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 surprise me a little bit every morning when I look in the mirror. They're like ah, oh wait, that's me. Okay, we're good. I know. <laughs> oh. So Michelle Trainer, where where if the people were curious enough to go seek you out online, where can they find you? So my biggest following right now is on Instagram, Divorce Diaries Show. And you'll see my picture on it because there's a couple other ones that are out there for some reason, like Divorce Diaries or people just create ones. I know. Mm. It's annoying. But my show is copyrighted, so boom. Boop. Ha. Uh, ha. it. Uh, <laughs> Divorce Diaries Show YouTube channel and Divorce Diaries Show on Facebook. Uh, Michelle Trana, too, on Instagram and, and Twitter, Divorce Diaries Show. All Divorce Diaries Show. And you can also find my uh, my personal account, Michelle Trana. It's Michelle with one L. Yes, thank that, you. That thank was, you. That, that took me, when, when we were doing the Dog and Funny show, I was like, I can't find this woman. Any, oh, it's 1L. <laughs> it was, by, it was you, by a random typo happenstance that I found it. <laughs> and you know what? I have had so many people, specifically like men I've dated that spell it wrong, 
after they've been dating me a while and they still they'll spell it wrong out of the blue i'm like dude you still don't know how to spell my name so it's okay <laughs> we've, we've crossed boundaries you can't spell my name yet okay <laughs> yeah it is it's like alrighty. oh it's 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 word correct or autocorrect i'm like dude all right that's why there's a delete key. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and it's like if this guy's name was George. I mean, his G G E O. What what if I wrote J O R? Like when? Oh, it's autocorrect. Come on. My phone wants you to be a Jorge. Um, <laughs> and uh, what do you have coming up anytime soon, as far as show wise? I have a couple of different stuff coming up. So I have December nineteenth at Broadway Comedy Club in New York City. That's my monthly New York City place. Um, and then. Uh, I will be travel. There are going to be a few other dates in January, but, um, that I haven't confirmed yet, but the ones that I would love to plug, if it's okay with you are the Go. ones I'm going to be traveling to, uh, to Nashville, Zany's Nashville, February 4th, uh, stand up live in Huntsville, Alabama, and then Stardome in Birmingham, Alabama. So, so I think Zany's is, uh, February 4th, Nashville, February 5th is Huntsville, uh, stand up live February seventh is Stardome in Birmingham, Alabama. Look at you just booking stuff. Booking I mean, stuff left and it, right. It's all me pushing my face in front of people. That's what it is. It's not you know you got you got to do it. Otherwise you don't know you know. Well, guys, we got we got links to all this stuff down in the description of this episode. So click it, go check it out. Follow Michelle on all the social media. Michelle, hey. I it was so great to get to talk to you again. Yes, yeah, so great to talk to you too. You're amazing and fabulous, Mike. When am I gonna come? Oh, I gotta come you. see your show. I gotta be go back out there. You have to come into New York. I, I I fully plan on coming out to New York, and we'll 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 paint the town magenta. Um, <laughs> with that, with that, folks, that is gonna do it for this week's episode of the Basement Lounge. Follow me on social media at Mike Shea Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow this show on Instagram, Basement Lounge Pod. Support the Patreon. One dollar a month gets you freaking stickers and all kinds of cool shit so do that yes. and as always folks we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode in the meantime as always live well rock on take care and bye-bye <laughs>